you have to do phone calls and nobody wants to do them. When the phone stopped scaring me is when I had people to actually call and check in on their jewelry. Welcome to The Chic Space, a podcast by Premier Designs, where you hear stories from our jewelers about Premier's purpose of enriching lives and training tips on how you can build your business. For this episode, your hostess, Mandy Eaton, Director of Marketing Services. Special guest for today's podcast is one diamond designer, Brooke Penites. She has already accomplished so much in only 14 short years. She has over 850 shows, has achieved the 25,000 retail club, and is super close to the $50,000 retail club. Not to mention, at last national rally, she was recognized as our number nine sponsor nationwide. Brooke Pernites is also a Disney Fast Pass achiever and has consistently been in the top 10 in points. She has already over 50,000 Dash to Disney points. She grew up in Plano, Illinois, which we were chatting earlier, is actually home of the Caboodle. And if you're a child of the 80s, you know exactly what we're talking about. She and her husband, Tim, now live in Wisconsin and have two sweet girls, ages seven and nine. Welcome, Brooke, to our podcast. Thank you, Mandy. I'm so excited to be with you today. so glad to have you. Let's just get started. I would love for you to share a little bit just about yourself or your family with all of our listeners today. Just tell us who you are. Sure, absolutely. So like Mandy said, I've been in Premiere for 14 years, and I like to point out that I've done Premiere in all different ways. So when I was single, when I was dating my husband, when we got married with no kids, I had a full-time job as a teacher. When I started Premiere, I worked both for three years consecutively, and then I quit my teaching job just to do Premiere full-time, and I've done it full-time for the last 11 years. Well, so. I think you are officially relating to every single woman listening <laughs> to our podcast right Hopefully, now. Hopefully, yeah. You've done it all. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, great. And just tell us a little bit on why you originally joined Premiere, maybe what your life was like back then and, and what first engaged you to give Premiere a shot. Sure, sure. So this is a really funny story how I came about Premiere. I was invited to a jewelry show by the neighbor of the family that I was nannying for, and I don't think I hardly know knew her. I don't even remember her name. And I showed up. I brought my brother's girlfriend at the time, and the two of us were her only guests. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have no clue where her friends actually were, but um, luckily, Sherry, my premier mom, didn't cancel the show because we showed up, and my roommate and I ended up having our own jewelry show. That was in the summer. We ended up having our own jewelry show the next October. Um, I knew I wanted to do the business because it sounded just really fun. And as a teacher, you're always looking for extra income, and I naively before starting teaching thought, you know, it'd be a good thing to do during the summer because teachers, you know, don't work in the summer. Um, But I told Sherry, once she started talking to me about the business, I definitely was going to do it, but she had to give me one year of teaching by itself first because I'm 100% in on anything I do, normally 120. So she did. She was very good. and, And any advice I can give you with your prospects is don't let them go. Don't forget about them. Don't ignore them. Don't think they're blowing you off because I certainly was not blowing her off. I just, when I had my mind set on something, I said it. So um, I did that home show. I was a hostess in October. And then in February, Sherry very nicely invited me to start coming to training, even though I wasn't signed up. And that's another thing that I would say, if you have a prospect that um, 
is, or if you are looking into Premier and you're thinking, as far as my time schedule looks for my family, I don't want to start until, you know, May, go to training, get, get around Premier ladies anyway, because they might train on something in February that you won't hear again until next October and you'll miss out. So I started going to training in February and then in April, I signed my contract and my launch party in May and just haven't stopped since. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And what a hidden gem in your story. Even in the very beginning, you know, for all the jewelers that are listening, you know, even if their hostess thinks no one's coming or there's just one or two guests, you never know. That's you might true. have a Brooke Penites as your one or two guests, <laughs> and that makes true. that show completely worthwhile. So what an awesome way to get started. And then, you know, just tell us a little bit. Obviously, you've been in Premiere for 14 years, and I feel like you're just still getting started. You just I, We haven't so even true. seen everything you're going to accomplish yet. Um, but tell us maybe about a time that was a turning point for you and your Premiere. Sure. Business. Absolutely. So um, those of you that don't know me probably don't know that I haven't lived in Wisconsin forever. So I started my premier business living in Illinois. That's where I grew up. And then a year later, I um, ran away to Florida. And Tim and I call it our five-year honeymoon. We lived in Florida for five years. And then once we started having, once we had Hayden, we decided to move back to the Midwest just for school and things like that. Um, but so I've moved around. I started my business when I started and then I restarted it in Florida without knowing anybody. And then when we moved to Wisconsin, I knew two, la- two ladies. Wow. And when we moved to Wisconsin, we were in a very, very hard season of our marriage. And I didn't want to live in Wisconsin. I wanted to live in Florida where it was warm and sunny <laughs> and all of those things. And it was just a really, really hard point for me. I didn't get a full-time job. I didn't go back to teaching. And I left a downline of 13 ladies in Florida. Um, I had grown to designer leader there. And then when we moved back, I really had no business. Um, So I had to start over basically. And I think that year I did eight shows total and for the whole year. (laughs) Um, So we were out to dinner for Tim's birthday. And I think this has been six years now, but we were sitting at the table and he said something like, Won't it be great when we can come to this restaurant for somebody's birthday after we've all been at school? Alluding to the fact that I was going to, at some point, be a teacher again. And I just... Like, you know, those cartoons where you just like stick to the floor because you have to like come to a screeching halt. Like that's what my brain did. Like, oh my gosh, my husband thinks that I'm not doing this business and I'm going to go back to teaching. And there's just no way in my mind that I was ever going back to teaching. So at that point, that was probably the turning point in my mind that I had to make it work, that I needed $2,000 a month so he would never, ever mention again me going back to teaching. Yeah. Um, and, and to prove to myself and to prove to anybody, you know, when you're in a business for yourself, there's a lot of skeptics. Mm-hmm. And so I just needed to prove it to anybody that was looking. But so we went on a family vacation that summer south. And we drove like we always do. And my upline is south. So in one of our stops, I reached out to Pam Pegram and I reached out to another leader as well. But Pam was available to meet me for breakfast. And thank goodness she was because I remember sitting at the table at Cracker Barrel with her. And now she's a grandma and she, you know, but she was very grandmotherly with my girls. And that was so sweet. But she had in her hand the paper that showed how many shows I had done for each month that year. And it was the eight. 
And she said, do you see all of these zeros? If you want to grow, you can't have zeros. Like, So the only thing I walked away from with that was consistency. Mm. And I'm a very type A personality. And you know, if you put me to a challenge, I'm going to do it. There's no turning back. So that was the turning point for me where she said, you have to be consistent. Um, so that's that's what I set my mind out to do. I so, love that. And yeah. you know, so many jewelers are listening in and they'd think, wow, if I had eight shows for the year, that would still be great for my business. I know. But you know, know what I think is so important is you're hitting on what you needed for your family and really doing your best through that period of time and in setting your sight on a goal and breaking it down with right. your, your leader and your mentor in Premier, which is amazing. Um, and you know, just to go back on something that you said a little bit earlier, maybe we could expand on it a little. You said that you had a um, team that was kind of remote from you, and you probably still do, right? So how do you kind of work that aspect in your business or even in that chapter? You know, how sure. did you, you know, connect sure. with them? Absolutely. That's a really interest it's a really interesting history of my business. So my group in Florida did really well while I was there. Um, I don't think I was a seasoned, mature enough jeweler for them to do okay without me. You know, you really have to work with your people so that they can be independent too. Mm -hmm. And I'm still working on that, to be honest. I mean, it's a teacher in me. You know, I want to guide everyone and don't always give them the opportunity to guide themselves. But um, when we had moved, it was right after the recession of 2008. Mm. And my team that I had there was just kind of at the fragile start of their businesses. And they started hearing a bunch of no's. So a lot of them did not carry through with me. One of them did. But I do have about half my team that is remote right now because I found a wonderful prospect in Wisconsin right before she moved to Ohio. So my my wow. good friend Cassidy is our designer under us, but she lives in Ohio and she leads a wonderful, sweet, um, really family-oriented team there and she does a really good job, but she is a type A personality that can kick butt too. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I just love that Premier offers the flexibility, right? For you to build a business all across the country and have a tax-deductible reason to go and visit yes. these girls, have a great time, and help them reach their goals. And so Absolutely. that's just really an amazing thing. Absolutely. Um, so let's just talk about how you're able to maintain this consistency in your life. And, you know, I'm sure that doesn't come easy. And, you know, there's no such thing as balance and my opinion, right. but there is consistency right. and there's having a focus on that. So why don't you just share a little bit about how you've been able to achieve that? Sure, absolutely. So I think I think it's funny you said the word balance because I always, um, there was a time in my life I was always striving for balance and then something I heard, somebody was talking about harmony. Mm. You know, everything in your life working together in harmony instead of that. trying to have it all balanced because sometimes you do have to focus more on your family and sometimes you do have to focus more on your business or your full-time job is pressuring you harder or, you know, all of the those things. So you have to find out how it can work in harmony. But I will say, um, if you've been in Premier for any amount of time, you have probably had a leader tell you, you have to get consistent. And sometimes they don't break it down enough to how do you get to the consistency. So the only way that I have found that works for me to stay consistent is to have a set schedule. And I am not um, written in stone. Like my voicemail does not say my business hours are or anything like that. Um, I'm by nature a workaholic. So that is definitely, I I do work a lot and I futz around on Facebook and I'm, you know, I always take my customers calls or, you know, all those things. But I do have a consistent schedule where, um, you know, 
if you've been in Premiere, your leaders have told you what needs to be done. So you just have to decide where in your schedule are you going to do those things. And when Pam told me to get consistent, I went home and it correlated funny, you know, God's funny how he just works out all these things, but we also came to Haven of Hope for the first time as a couple that year. And and just there was a lot of things that he built up in our lives to to lead us in the right direction. But mm-hmm. I came home from, from that area and season and just said, okay, you got to do phone calls, right? You have to do phone calls and nobody wants to do them. So I, I'm a procrastinator, even though I'm a workaholic and you can procrastinate phone calls to the end of the moon. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so that I- 5,000 pound phone that, oh, oh I'll do that before awful. the end of the day, right? Okay. So I'm going to tell you how to get over the 5,000 pound phone. So here's the deal. Um, I told my husband, like, I have to make phone calls and I'm going to do phone calls on Monday night. So you have to put the kids to bed. Like, when you are putting the kids to bed, I'm going to make the phone calls. And we have a good relationship where he can hold me accountable. You have to make sure you have somebody who's good and gentle or whatever you need, right? But um, if I don't make the phone calls on Monday, then I have to make them on Tuesday. So, you know, we have that kind of balance worked out. But yeah. So I make phone calls on Monday while he's putting the kids to bed. I do appointments because I still in-person hostess coach. I thoroughly, thoroughly believe at meeting your hostess in person. There's just so many things that come out of that. You find a prospect you never thought you had. Like, you just learn so much about somebody when they're, you're in their house. So mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, I do those kind of appointments if I have to meet and go with somebody. Um, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is when I do my home shows, and I try to do two out of the three. Sometimes I'll stack a Saturday. In October, I do Thursday, Friday, and two on Saturday. Like, that's how I rock my October and have cash for Christmas. Um, but my schedule is set that way around my family's activities. So if I had one of my girls' activities change for the next school year, then right. I adjust that a little bit, you know. Um, but you you know what you have to do. So then you have to look at your calendar and decide when you're going to do it. And you have to do it every week. Now, if you are doing two home shows a month and that's all you're doing, then set your schedule a little bit differently. But me, I have enough phone calls because I have enough business that I have to be on the phone every Monday and I have to to be on the phone, really, it takes me two full hours. Um, so the the, the five thousand pound, pound phone. Um, when the phone stopped care, um, scaring me is when I had people to actually call and check in on their jewelry. Wow! So as that's you, powerful, that's, right? That's right. so true. You're right because you're serving them. You are you know why you're calling them, and you feel like you're not asking for something. I would absolutely. Imagine. Absolutely. So um, I was at a training in Rockford, Sweet Terry Anderson's group. They're just amazing. I've always kind of been a traveling, moving orphan jeweler. So I just know lots of people, but um, I got to train with her and, and they were talking about customer care calls. Two days after the show, you call and just thank them. And those are my favorite calls. And the thank you call actually got me away from being scared from the phone. Wow. Because when people answer and all you're doing is saying thank you, then they're so warm and you it's so weird because if they do answer, now they don't always answer, and that is a hard thing about our business, but when they do answer, you can hear through the phone their attitude change towards you. Yep. It's just the most amazing thing. And when you can hear that change, all the other phone calls after that become easier because you you have that rapport with that person yeah. that's not scary anymore. Yeah, you so, just made that connection and just yeah. shirt it up in stone that right. they love hearing from you right. and they've seen a glimpse of your heart and know right. that you appreciate them. And yeah. we love shopping with businesses 
that we know we're making a difference. And you just made sure that they know they're making a difference when they give you their business. Yeah, absolutely. So I would, you don't, don't ignore those customer care calls. Even if you have a full-time job, even if you have five kids, you have to call ladies and thank them for showing up because in our time and in our culture right now, if they show up, that's a big, big deal. So Absolutely. Okay, so we have to back up for just a half okay. a second. Okay. Because I would imagine if I was listening, um, they're thinking, Mandy, ask her more about the in-home hostess coaching because oh. clearly that is a passion of yours. So can you share with us just a little bit, what does that look like for you? Oh, Obviously, it's, it's going well for you. It's so old school. Give us a glimpse, Brooke. Give us a I'm glimpse. I'm so old school. And sometimes I have to ask myself, am I just stuck in the mud? You know, because everybody's doing everything different. But I, so when I schedule a show, I look on my calendar three weeks before and I schedule a 30 minute appointment with them. I try to schedule them at the same time. If I'm being diligent in my work, I do. Um, so then they know I'm coming over and I'm bringing them that hostess planner packet. I'm bringing them two catalogs. I'm bringing them order forms and bringing them paper invitations. <laughs> Love it. Um, So I create a digital invite and I create a paper invite. And luckily my girl Cassidy, you know, told me I was dumb doing two different ones. So now they're just the same. So that's simplify, 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 be more efficient. Um, So I just take my digital invite and I move it, you know, and and print it out and cut it. I just use cardstock is nothing fancy, but when you have something to hand out to people, sometimes I think that's good too, but don't ignore the digital because they like to text it out to their friends also. So I sit down with them. We do a lot of small talk. I mean, these hostesses really, I don't even know who it was that texted me the other day. Oh, so we just had some things going on in our family and I had purposely scheduled something that we had come up before I had to go to this home show with this hostess in this group that I just absolutely love so that I knew I would be with good people. And she saw my Facebook and she texted me, if you don't want to come tonight, it's okay. So I, sorry, um, and I just thought, gosh, I would have never known any of these ladies. And it was so funny because that jewelry show, we turned into a sleepover jewelry show. Oh my gosh, I love that idea. (laughs) Because they live an hour away from me. And I always am over there. But in August, I was doing a show for this group and they were joking because there were new people there and they were joking, Brooke's our friend, but we only get to hang out with her if we have jewelry shows. (laughs) That's so, how they get their time with you. Yes, so we just keep having jewelry shows so we can hang out with her. That's smart marketing, Brooke. <laughs> right. Way to go, girl. Um, so, but I just thought if I hadn't invested in these ladies, this hostess would have no clue, you know, to even ask me. And just the fact she had thirteen people coming to her house, like for her to even offer to cancel because of what I had going on, like. Wow. Anyway, hostess coaching just builds relationships and you you just got to do that. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I'm sure there are jewelers listening that have realized that they got into Premier thinking they were going to enrich the lives of others and they have, but they probably had no idea the impact it would have full circle back into their lives. Right. And it sounds like you've gotten a really good glimpse of that yeah. over the last 14 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So, Yeah. Oh, well, and one other theme that I'm hearing as you share your story, Brooke, is just how intentional you are with your schedule. Mm. I mean, I think as a mom yeah. and as a working mom, yeah. you know, you probably realize it's not just going to happen, right? Right. You sound like you are right. very intentional with planning your time. And I would imagine that has a great deal 
of impact and why you've been successful? You know, it's really funny because we hear it and we say it and we we talk to our teams about it at training. Like if you want it to be an income like a job, you got to work it like a job. And I, I've, I hear so many people say, well, this is going on in my life and that's going on in my life. And when this gets easier, I'll be able to work my business more. And, um, and I'm not going to... I don't know what your situation is and I don't want to make you feel bad about it or, you know, all of that. But the truth is we all have stuff going on. And if you had a full-time job, your boss doesn't care if you're tired, if you're emotional, if you're going through a divorce, if your marriage is struggling, if you take in a kid that's not yours for eight months, like you still have a job to do and um, you won't have that job very much longer, you know? So I think sometimes we... We forget that, and because we work for ourselves, we can say, you know, the beauty of premieres, we are flexible. Mm -hmm. So if something really serious did happen, you know, if my husband was hurt or, you know, and I, he wasn't there to take care of my girls or something like that, you know, I could cancel a show, I could reschedule it, Mm -hmm. I could do those things, but... um, we all know that you have to show up or it doesn't work. Right. So, and, and being a teacher, you could call a sub if you are sick, <laughs> you know, uh, is a lot more work to call a sub <laughs> in. It's so much more work. But um, I mean, sometimes I'll go to a show and I, I won't feel well at all, but I'm taking Pepto-Bismol or Tylenol or whatever I can do just to show up and be there. Um, so you, you just have to um, decide that, I'm going to build a consistent business so that if my emotions start to run wild, if something does come up, my business is already there, my calendar's already set, and I'm not going to call that hostess and cancel on her because the work's there, right? So once you have the momentum going because you've been consistent, it's so much easier when you're in an emotionally low point to just do the work that's planned and scheduled Mm-hmm. than to be making the phone calls begging for more work. You, right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So if you are starting your business, I just say do the work now to be consistent so that when you do come in a hard season of your life, you're not going, well, I can't ever like, get on the phone and ask for bookings because I'm just bawling all day. You know, I mean, we have those times as women where it's just life is heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to put yourself out there mm-hmm. when life is heavy. So if you have a consistent business already, mm-hmm. it's okay that life is heavy because honestly, your home shows will lift you up right. in those heavy seasons. Right. They've done that for me, but you have to already have them on the calendar. Yeah. Well, you've done the work, <laughs> so, right? Yeah. And then at that point, you're just putting yeah. one foot in front of the other and you're moving forward because you've already done the hard part right. of getting it on the calendar and in working with those relationships. Mm-hmm. So I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Such wisdom. Well, I'm sure you have a lot of different things that you do that help you be successful, but are there any just real practical tools or ideas that you feel like would really help jewelers listening today? Sure. So um, we are just like inundated with training and you can get training anytime you want it. You just have to look in the right places. Um, But moving around a lot, I've never been in my, for my first year in my business, I was in my uplines training group in person, right? And then when I moved to Florida, I got included and, and 
linked in with a group in Orlando. So I went there in person. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the rest of my business, I've been on my own. Like I I fully just, uh, you know, Wisconsin, there's not a lot of training. Like I run my (laughs) training. Um, So watching videos of other jewelers, listening to other jewelers, listening to podcasts, you know, just reminding yourself that you're not alone. If your upline doesn't train you the way you need to be trained, don't be afraid to go looking elsewhere. They, They won't be offended if you start running a good solid business. Like you'll be okay. Get what you need to get. Um, so, so really, just the excitement from other jewelers helps pull me up when I need it. That's probably awesome. the best tool. Well, and you're right. I mean, different seasons of life, different training has probably been available or not available to you, right. and you've just continued to seek it out, even in other channels, if right. you needed to. Right? right. And I will tell you, when you know jewelers from all over the place because you've moved or because you've looked for them, National Rally is a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> because you get to see friends that you never see throughout the rest of the year, and you will never miss it because just for those extra hugs like Cindy Sturridge is the best hugger in the world and I get to see her every national rally so oh, I, I love, love that, that. when mm-hmm. I love what you said too about just connecting with different leaders that have different mm-hmm. personalities yeah. and different methods and yeah. so you know you really in premiere because we're one big happy family if you will right. you really get to choose you know from who you're you know being mentored by that's and right. that's awesome that's there's right. so much great material out there mm, absolutely so, fantastic okay so Obviously, you have a busy life. You have a lot going on. How do you plan your calendar around each season of your your business and your life? Mm, I just know that I got to do eight shows a month. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't pay the bills. <laughs> That's right. Break it down. Yeah. So I, um, my husband is a teacher. So anybody who knows anything about teachers, you know, he he makes half of our budget. <laughs> That's it. And a lot of people have husbands that make up more than that. And that's wonderful. And I love that for you, but that's not my situation. So if I don't make $2,000 a month, I am like cutting things, you know, we're, we're eating ramen noodles or, you know, um, all of those kinds of things. So I just have to have really good calendar control. And one way that I've done that consistently in the past is rebooking my hostesses. Yeah. And that's how you build really good relationships with them. I mean, the, the hostess that, that reached out to me and was like, I could cancel if you need me to she's had a a show for the past four years every January. So somewhere along the line in the last year and a half, I think it was when those bonuses went away, um, I stopped rebooking my hostesses. And this December, I was like, what is going on? I need to rebook these people because it, it feels really good when you already have a show booked for October. Of course. In February, right? Of course. So at the end of the year, 2018, you know, this past year, I just made a, a graphic and I texted out to these people that I had had in 2018 um, that I knew were repeat hostesses or were really good first-time hostesses that I wanted to be repeat hostesses. And I called it Calendar Girl and I thought it was just, like normal, okay, this is what I'm doing. But I started sharing with a couple of my friends and like, Brooke, that's, I'm like, it's not amazing. I'm sure somebody's done it before. But so what I did was if they booked a 2019 show mm-hmm. before January 4th, okay. uh, and I hand-selected these people based on what they had done in the past um, because my girl Cassidy says, you know, make sure you're rebooking the high retail people. So that's yeah. what I did. And the people that you want to work with. <laughs> that's people, right. You yeah. get to choose who you work with. That's right. right. That's, that's a blessing. Right. That's Absolutely. Awesome. So I, I sent that out to them. I really wanted to have two a month. That was my goal. I ended up with 14 for 2019. So wow. I just rebooked 14 people that I would have, like my October people, I would have waited normally until August or September. But right. I know they're going to have a show. So why not just put them on there? They know they get the date they want. 
not. So now what I'm doing is, um, and I gave them perks. So they get a really fun goodie basket from me um, when I'm at their show. Just like girly stuff, like eye masks. And, you know, I got a... um, a color street girl that I love. So I called her up and said, can you give me a deal on nails? Because you can put your name on the back of it and everything, you know. So she gets free advertising in 14 ladies baskets. Super smart. You know, absolutely. Love Helping it. other business well, women out. I love that you gave yourself a deadline too by January 4th. And I would right. imagine there's no coincidence that regional kickoff was on January 5th. <laughs> right, right. Which probably made you feel really good going into kickoff. Yes. You've got all these bookings for the year. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited because for 2000. 20, I would like to have 36 calendar girls. Um, so I'm trying to make sure that I get back into the routine of rescheduling these hostesses for the next year. And of course, that one girl on January 25th, she already has her show book next year for January 24th. So, wow. Yeah. I love so, it. So fun? methodical. You know, it's like you found a need in your business mm-hmm. where there was a gap and mm-hmm. you found a way creatively to fill it. Right. And whether jewelers listening, their same gap is bookings or maybe it's retail or maybe it's just expanding to a new area, you know, it's right. it's reminding them that they have creative control over how they solve problems in their business, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So what advice would you give to yourself if you were hitting the redo button and you were a brand new jeweler today? What would you do if there's anything a little differently or any piece of advice you might have? Oh, nothing different. I, <laughs> because I haven't given up. And that's my only advice is wow. just don't give up. Um, a lot of you might have come in for $45 a month. Don't just do it for one month. You know, um, us veterans, we're used to having a year-long contract, and that kind of sets the tone for us, and a lot of people get out after one year. Don't do that either, you know. Um, As women, our emotions drive a lot of what we do, and it's just a fact we have to live with. And if you're going to find yourself in a month that's really emotional and everybody's saying no to you and you're letting that drag you down, you you can't quit on that. You got to, if you're going to quit, quit on a high, I think your grandpa said that. So, um, but don't don't quit when you're down because there's always seasons you're going to be down. So just do your best and also listen to those that have gone before you. Mm. They really do have a lot of knowledge and specifically the verbiage they give you. That's a big thing right now, especially when we're in the world of texting mm-hmm. versus talking to people. Sometimes, um, if your sponsor says you, you need to be excited about somebody booking. You probably want to go at them being excited, you know, Um, just trust that and just find that in yourself. Even if you're really super nervous and you feel like you're begging people, get, keep going like you're not begging people until you feel like you're not begging people. Fake it till you feel it. Yeah. Um, But just. Don't give up. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. I think I had been in Premier, you know, I mean, I'm I'm only a one diamond right now. And there are jewelers that have been a lot less than me that are higher. Everyone has their own journey, their own path. So don't compare, but just give God the time he needs to mature you and grow you through your business, I would say. Wow. That's amazing wisdom. And I love yeah. that that one nugget, especially that you said on, you know, if you're gonna really reevaluate your business, do it on a high. Because mm-hmm. then you 
you know you're doing it for all the right reasons, right? right. It's not just that it's a hard day or a hard season because those are normal. Yes. But we know this business works and mm-hmm. you're proof of that working through different chapters of your mm-hmm. life. And I love that. Yeah. That's great, great wisdom. Well, I'm glad you're not starting over because you've come so far <laughs> and you're going to keep moving forward. So, well, as we wrap up our, t- our podcast today, mm-hmm. there are some just really fun questions that we like to ask every special guest that joins us. And this just gives our listeners a glimpse of you. So I'm just going to ask right. you five questions and we just ask that you answer them as quick as you can. Don't overthink them. There are no wrong answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number one, what is your favorite piece of jewelry? Acapulco. Ooh, I love it that piece. It is not in the catalog anymore. Oh, I love it. But I remember that one. I know. It's the only piece that I haven't let go of because I don't keep old jewelry at all. Well, but We have yeah. those necklaces we just connect with and we can't let them go. I get it. Okay, number two. How do you drink your coffee? Coffee makes me ill. Oh, what do you do instead? <laughs> I know. So when all of you are posting like pumpkin lattes in October, I really cry. Um, I can do a chai tea latte if it's decaffeine with soy. I love chai tea latte. <laughs> We just connected over that. Okay, awesome. number three. What time do you wake up every day? Six forty-five. Very unwillingly. Oh, I'm not a morning person either. Yeah. I totally get it. Okay, all right. What's one thing you do that gives you energy? Mm, so we redid our master bathroom recently, and we put speakers in the shower. <gasps> so when my husband gets ready for work, he will listen to like a sermon podcast. And we call it sermons in the shower. I'm in bed still, but um, sermons in the shower give me energy. I so, love that. Yeah. New life goal. Have speakers in the shower. Yes. Absolutely love it. Okay. Last but not least, what's one place to travel that is on your bucket list? I would love to tour like all the castles in Europe. Oh, I love that. I love that you just made all the castles in Europe one place to travel. Please, <laughs> I absolutely. need to come with you yes. for sure. Okay, well, Brooke, thank you so much for being here today and sharing. And I know so many of our listeners would love to continue to connect with you or maybe reach out with a question. How would they find you on social media to do that? Probably the easiest is just looking me up on Facebook and I know my name will be spelled out for you. Great, and go ahead and spell your last name for everybody. Okay, it's P as in Peter, A-N as in Nancy, E-I, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, p Love it. Okay, well, thank you so much for being a special guest with us today. Sure, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today. For more stories about enriching lives and training tips for growing your business, subscribe to the Chic Space podcast.